Yo, what's going on, Mike? It is Wednesday night, 8 p.m., mission accomplished time. Your boys, Mike and Mish, on the horn. Um, yep. I'm Kyle. Nah, That's I'm Mike. Mike. <laughs> That's Mike, and we're here. Your favorite time of the week has come. So, with that said, uh, we were supposed to have a gigantic show this evening, Mike. We were. We were be on the show. <laughs> so we had lined up maybe the heaviest hitting show of all time. We had the number one contender at 125 pounds in the women's uh, BKFC uh, 125 pound weight division, Misfit, Christine Faria. And we also had the number one ranked contender in the heavyweight division um, who just came off of an awesome victory this past weekend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mr. Arnold A.J. Adams. But, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. We don't have it. Um, breaking news. We don't have either one of them tonight. <laughs> Bam! Shit happens. And you know what? I'm, I'm a little upset. But you know what? You're, at least your boys are here. We got lots to talk about anyway. We got... We got yeah, we got retirements to talk about. We got BKFC 19 to talk about. We've got TJ Dillashaw returning to talk about. We got Brandon Malo Lambert getting a three fight contract. We got Mick Terrell dropping straight up pipe bombs on the fucking internet today, diamond himself out. So, what do you want to talk about first? You we should hit somebody, we should hit him with something real, real, real hard right off the rip. What do you want to go with first, Mike? I'm going to let you drive this train. Oh, Jesus. Okay, (laughs) if that's what you want. So we could go straight into that. uh, Mick Terrell basically diamond himself out on the internet today. All right, so let's just paint a picture for everybody right now. So Mick Terrell, 6-0 bare-knuckle fighter from the UK, comes over and makes his debut against... Arnold Adams at BKFC 19 this pre uh, on this past Friday night. He loses via what third round TKO, or yep. maybe even second round. Was second or third round? It was third round. Third round TKO. I, I'm pretty sure it was third round. And uh, Arnold Adams gets the win. Well, I am a little slow. So. A lot of people thought that he looked lackluster. He did not perform up to what was expected. So he took to the internet. He was even getting. Uh, accusations of maybe throwing the fight, which is absolutely fucking bullshit. And everybody knows that professional athletes don't do that shit. So come on with that. So Mick Terrell goes online today and he explains to the world what had happened to him. Mm -hmm. Now, do we have that? We do. We do. A little small. It is a little small, and my eyes are not good enough to uh, read it. Mike, I don't know if you want to read it, but... Uh, long story short. How long yeah. story short it, right? <clears throat> he basically puts out, okay, he had to go to Cancun for two days. Six days into Cancun, he gets deathly ill from these guys who were staying down the hall from him, right? Mm-hmm. These guys weren't wearing any masks, so he's extremely mad about it, right? And he says that then six days into his two-week stay, he gets extremely sick, right? And Which could all be very buddy, true. We all believe yeah, that, right? Then his buddy gets extremely sick the next day. 
So now there's two, there's three of them. And the third guy was like double vaxxed apparently and never got sick. So, which kind of made a believer out of him, I guess. I don't know. That's what he mentioned. But the thing is, is that he then goes on to say that he paid $90 because they couldn't find a doctor. They knew they were going to fail the COVID test. So they paid $90 to three, uh, no, for three of them, or, or they paid $90 for negative COVID tests to get into the U.S. And then when they got to the U.S., he couldn't train because he felt like shit. So he still showed up to the fucking weigh-ins and then showed up to the fights the next day. So and he's probably so, got fucking COVID. Here he has COVID and knew it. Now, now, so this is... um. I don't know. This is what I got out of that post. And he has since taken that down. Right. But the magic of the internet, once you put it up there, it's out there for the world. And screenshots happen. And we have a screenshot. So anyways, um, what what we got out of that was he was pissed off at the people around him in the hotel for not wearing masks and possibly infecting him with COVID. Right. Then he gets deathly ill, and instead of backing out of the fight because he might get somebody sick with COVID, he paid $90 for a fake test result to get himself into the United States and then go into an arena unmasked, fight somebody, and, and possibly you know, spread the disease. Am, am, I, am, I picking up, am I picking that up correctly? Yes. Um, did anybody else watching the, the, the people that are watching right now, did any of you guys catch that online prior to it coming down? Because this is pretty serious, Mike. I don't know. I don't know about what anybody else thinks, but I really feel like that that's breaking law. I don't know, man. Like how the fuck do you get it? Well, he, he went on, he went online and straight up snitched himself. He snitched on himself. Mm-hmm. on the internet today is that a is that he'll never get it had, back it had like uh you know a hundred and something comments on it and um also it was also shared to the only hands page which i was like blown away that no like i was like yo why and uh you know somebody we know put up a thing that like a meme that said stop snitching yourself out on the internet and then shortly after that it came down so I'm telling you, like, like I, we talked to Mick and he's a nice guy and everything, but like, honest to God, if you read, if you read that thing again, if you read it, if you read the full thing, like it starts off with him explaining how he had to go through Mexico because it was Mm -hmm. the easiest gateway into the United States because you didn't need to get COVID tested when you get into Mexico. But he said that they got a test anyway, because they wanted to be safe. Then they get into a hotel And there was a bunch of other people that had the same idea as him. And they were going to use Mexico as a gateway into the United States. Well, that hotel had windows that you cannot open. And it had like forced circulated air conditioning. And he's on a floor full of people. And two out of the three rooms next to him, he says, people are quarantining with COVID. Those same people were walking around in the corridor with no masks on. And he was upset about that. He's like, these motherfuckers are walking around, no mask, possibly getting everybody sick. Then right. he gets sick. And instead of doing the responsible thing and being, you know, being safe to all the people around him, he admits on the internet that he paid $90 for a fake test result 
to get into the United States and then walk into an arena with no mask on and fight somebody with and hug and and, and and fight in the clinch for half the goddamn fight with Arnold Adams. I really wish that Arnold didn't have to fucking cancel on us tonight because I really wanted to see if he heard this, he saw this, how he's feeling, because we actually know some people that were in that arena that night, and maybe it's by fucking coincidence. Right. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's because yeah. they were in Florida in an arena full of people with no masks on. Yeah. But we know people that have COVID right now that were in that building. Correct. You know what I mean? So, you know. Kind of kind of crazy. That's just kinda silly. It's it's really that was one of the most shocking things that I've seen in a while, only because of how it happened, how he straight up laid it out there for the world to read and left it up on the internet just enough hours for everybody to get a good read on it mm-hmm. and 180 people to comment and say, uh, how irresponsible can you be? And all this blah 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 shit. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's deleted. Right. Just absolutely crazy. I would love to get somebody from the BKFC's uh, like management, upper management, maybe even like Feldman or or like uh, Innate Shook or one of those guys. Yeah. Or even like Sosha and Rob. If we can get one of those guys to come on, like that would be cool. Just because I would love to hear what somebody within the inner workings of BKFC feel about this fucking situation. Because it's mayhem, if you ask me. It's fucking well, nuts. For the longest time, we got to deal with all this bullshit. And I'm going to tell you, I hate it. I really hate it. Anybody can ask me, I hate every part of it. Okay? I just can't stand it. I can't wait for it to be over. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. It's so, nuts, this is the reason why shit gets fucked up and things go to shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, listen... Obviously, it was done purposely. So listen, I, I'm not going to like judge the guy and be like, because he's in a position where he needs to make money and his family. Like, I don't know his background. I don't know, but I still think it was wrong. Here's the thing. It's fucked up. We ain't ever going to get past this bullshit if we fucking get past this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's um, <laughs> it is the it is the it is the worst case of self snitching I've ever seen in my entire it's life. It's pretty bad. It's I've uh, never. It, uh, you know, short I've of seen some cool cops episodes where some people oh. snitch themselves out by accident, <laughs> but you know, this is a Dude, good one. It's it's basically like Aaron Hernandez doing a selfie with a pistol in his hand and then fucking getting caught for murder. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. I don't know what kind of ramifications can come down on a guy like that, other than he's not going to be allowed into the United States. I, 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 <laughs> I hope they. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just fucking nuts. That, yeah, hopefully it all works out for him. You know, it, but damn, it's kind of silly. Blew my goddamn mind, Mike. Um, we got to talk about BKFC 19, and we're going to do that. But before we do that, um, I want to shout out a lot of people in the a lot of people in the comment section right now. I know a lot of you guys were tuning in to see Misfit. A lot of you guys were tuning in to see Arnold. But Misfit had something pop up, and then Arnold got kept at work and you know, shit happens, man. COVID happens. People buy fake tests and, you know, if, you never know what happens. So, <laughs> and next thing you know, people are, so shout out Joe. I, you, know, Pfizer says that, uh, Cybo, you got Kendall and Larry Davis, Susan Walker, of course, are always in that, always in the chat room. What's going on, everybody? Like, and share the show, okay. subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. If you have not already. And, um, 
we have some breaking news that is, is going to break the heart of a lot of combat sports fans around the world. You know what I mean? We, uh, we got this guy, uh, Bill Dotriev. He's been in here. I hope I said that right. And also Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, Monica. Monica uh, yep. is in the chat room. What's up, Monica? You had a great evening on Friday night. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, hey, guys. Oh, my God. Brace yourself. The GOAT is oh, retiring. Shit. Artem Lobov has fought his last fight in combat sports, according to the man himself. I don't know if that's true. You know combat sports athletes. They retire. They come back. They retire. They come back. Didn't he retire before this? And then he was fighting in a hay bale field just the other day. So, you know, thank you. Thank you, Artem Lobov, for all your great memories that you gave us. Uh, and good luck with the rest of your, your life, buddy. Do you think we should do a moment of silence for <laughs> yeah. Artem, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick moment of silence, quick moment of silence for the goat. Okay. That's good. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank so, you. <laughs> so we had BKFC 19 the other night, man. We did. Let's go the results up. Let's start with the, you want to start with the main event? You want, let's, let's go right down the main event. How impressed were you with Rachel Ostovich? Because going into that, you know, the story was she's grapp she's a grappler, even though in that Patriots ant fight in the first time, she kind of seemed like she had the edge on the feet anyway, but she she didn't put off much of a you know she wasn't too excited to get in there. She get put she didn't put out the vibe that she really even wanted to do it. What do you think, Mike? Ah, uh, I listen, I feel like I've been fooled. <laughs> like I, I, I you were like, I feel like an idiot. When I watched that, when I watched that fight. I just sat there and went, all right, how many people do I have to apologize to? I pulled my phone out and go, how many people did I said? No, absolutely no way she's going to win this fight. And I just kept going through. Ostevich is going to lose. Sorry, I told you Ostevich was going to lose. You should have bet on her. I'm an idiot, you know? Yeah, hey, and, I, and I told you everybody wrong, you. like lots of people. But maybe not everyone because that freaking poll that you did, she won. Almost. You know, Did she almost, win? yeah, there was like 1300 people that voted on it and she won by like 200 votes. It, it blew my mind too. I'm going to tell you right now, the little faint, she like the little faint jab she was doing and then following it with the overhand right was landing yeah. on page and she was yeah. busting page up and you know what page fought back. Well, you know, she right. fought just as well back, but we got to talk a little bit about the, the fact that it went the distance. Um, page is now. Owen two in bare knuckle. She's lost two, two close, you know, no first one wasn't a close decision. This one was a close decision, but two times now she's pouted and, and stormed out of the ring and, you know, marched her little, you know, ass little shit fit down to the fucking <laughs> locker room without, you know, without I, I both times you would have loved to hear what she had to say. Brian social could have, done the Joe Rogan thing where she talks to where, you know, Rogan talks to the winner and then, you know, let's get a word with page, but no, both times page page is nowhere to be found. She's already snapping selfies. She was maybe acting, but she was confident that she had won that fight. And if you replay right before they, they list all the scores off, she looks over at who I think would be Austin. Right. And she goes, just like that, right? She does that face, that smile. And then they say, Rachel. And she goes, oh, 
She pulled her hand down and she bounced out of the fucking ring. Let's talk right about down. let's talk about Dan Stevens right there. We we went into depth on this, putting the 0-1 fighter. She should have never been in that main event anyway. The main mm-hmm. event should have been Arnold Adams and uh and Mick Terrell, because mm-hmm. it's the two heavyweights, two former champ, I mean a UK champion, former BKFC champion, you know, at the top of the top of the division. And then Britain and Britain and Jenny should have been the co-main, and then the next one, the feature fight, should have been Paige and Rachel. But let's get back to her storming out of the ring and fucking doing whatever. Did you notice that the Tiger Life logo was not in the center of the ring this time? It was fan yes, time. Fan time. Now, fan time. With both of their pages. Right. Fan time. Both of those women have fan time pages. Um, they must have paid a shitload of money to have their logo in the middle of that ring. And also were, you know, more than ecstatic that two of two of their big draws on fan time are fighting each other in the ring. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, you know, for the sake of their fucking their fan time following, she, shouldn't she stick around in the ring and like do every media obligation possible? I just I don't know. It just blew my mind. It blew my mind the way she acted. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's. Yeah, fan time is the same thing as OnlyFans. It's just a different company. But, you know, she she goes off as though, and it, to me, the next day she puts out a thing flicking people off like, fuck all the haters and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, you have a lot of supporters. She has lots of supporters. And one of them is the BKFC because they paid her a ton of money. So, of course, they're going to support her. You should yeah. be giving your fans that paid to see that fight or came out to see that fight, to see her. There's a lot of people that came to see her. They're banking on her to bring in people. That's why they gave her the money, but she's not going to give the extra few minutes afterwards in either fight. She's going to storm off and not even show up to the post-fight press conference in either, uh, at either event, like just disappear and then flick everyone off. Like we're the assholes. Like, listen, right. I understand people train hard and she, she fought her ass off. I don't think she just was a slouch and just took this for granted. She definitely went in and tried to fucking win, but she, you know, she's doing some, some shit, some Ronda Rousey shit. And I'll tell you who I don't like Ronda Rousey. I can't stand her. Never could never will. I just hate her fucking attitude. She's the worst. And I hate this like page attitude. She's usually pretty like jolly, you know, she's pretty like happy and shit, but man, she's fucking stomping off like a little baby yeah, she's she's very rondish right now andrew top and we are definitely on facebook right now bro we have like a shitload of people watching from facebook yeah as well as some people on youtube but you know if you couldn't find it you you found us on youtube so whatever that's right um, my man and i appreciate it yeah 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 so um moving on to the co-main event uh, shout out to Rachel Osovich. She did. She showed up and she put on a hell of a performance. And now, dude, you know what? She surprised me just as much as uh, Pearl Gonzalez uh, surprised me at BKFC 18. So, you know what? These these known grapplers from MMA are coming over and they're doing their thing in, in bare knuckle. And it's getting to be super exciting in 125 division. And we're going to talk about the other one that was even better. But before we get to that one, Mick Terrell. Arnold Adams, Mick Terrell came out, did not live up to the hype. Uh, we saw in his post today a, probably a pretty good reason why not to take anything away from Arnold Adams. Arnold Adams looked great. Um, a guy in Mick Terrell who has 37 pro Muay Thai fights and six world titles and whatever, Arnold Adams went inside in the clinch and did work on the inside, which surprised yep. me. 
I got some video of that right here. Yeah, Hold bring it up. It up. I, I was very surprised to see him go into uh, try to try to keep it in close. That overhand worked. That overhand worked all fight long. Yep. Here we go. That's when. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask him about that. How rocked he was at that point in time. Right. Uh, yeah, it looked like he got him pretty good. Lytle said it right there, but um, Arnold. This clinch worked though. See, he hit him right there again with that yep. same. He hits him with the left and the right in the clinch. And then here's the, the ending sequence, which clips him behind the ear. Knocked right? him down. Clips him behind the ear, drops him to his knees. Oh, and this post-fight interview is great. Let's just let's let the men talk here. I don't know if they're gonna show the footage. But I cried on camera when we did the interview. Uh, no, nah, I put the work in. <laughs> Whoever that is, you can suck my whole dick. <laughs> hey, yeah, what's up there? Hold on, what's up? Hey, show some decorum. Come on over here. It's hey, okay. Give me the mic. Give me show the mic. some decorum. No way I should get eight up to it. Don't make a difference to me. Hey, all right. Hey, come on, on over here. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, real listen, quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Irishman Kyle. You got rolled tonight. You called me out on Instagram, right? Stop. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all done got me fired up. I'm finna let Chicago run all through this motherfucker. All right, Matt, let's, let's look back to the fight. Let's talk about the fight. Oh, man, I wish he was coming on tonight. I know. We talked about this because I was hoping I was hoping to ask him, like, if he recognized somebody out in the crowd there and said you can – when he said your ass can get it too. <laughs> always yeah you know what he's a hell of a fighter and he's very like methodical with the way he fights his stance is a little a little strange he he almost has like one foot directly in front of the other at times and like his bat his front hand will be behind his front foot <laughs> you ever you ever notice that like yeah sometimes his body's twisted mm -hmm. and it's like it like Standing across from him, it's got to fuck with your head, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but he has quick, like, head movement. He know? absolutely like, he's does. He's able to move out of the way of a punch, like, really fast. So so they're saying it was Bear Bennett. I think Dan Stevens might have mentioned that. Yeah, and then Brad Williams just said it was Bear Bennett that was out there that said that. So really? I don't know if you've seen Bear Bennett. You know who uh, – like, I don't know the guy, but I've seen him on Facebook. Is he uh, a big he's dude? He's like a big dude, yeah. Is he, and he's a fighter? Is he, yeah. to, is he trying to I, fight? Bear I, he's not in the BKFC, but he's he's a fighter, I believe, and uh, I've seen I've seen him online. Um, Bear Bennett, huh? I'm gonna look yeah, this guy up while we're talking here. Yeah, but so obviously, um, obviously, he's next for uh, Joey Beltran, correct? Yes. I mean, I mean, it can't be anybody else. It has to be. It has to be Arnold Adams. It has to be Joey Beltran. Oh, that's a big guy. Yeah, he's a he's a scary looking guy. He's a guy that you don't want to fucking get caught <laughs> up in a fight and like a, you know what I mean? The old cliche, you don't want to be caught in an alleyway with that guy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm uh, sure I don't know how many people walking through alleyways, but I'm see uh, is is he represented by CNC management, Brad? Do you guys got Oh, there you go. Bear Bennett? 
I let us believe. know in the in the chat there. That's that's cool, man. Maybe you can get him a fight with old Arnold Adams, but you're gonna have to wait until he fights the, for the championship because I cannot see him fighting anyone else other than Joey Beltran. Now yes. it wouldn't make any goddamn right. sense. Um, on top he's of lost that, one time he's got five wins. Four of them are knockouts. He's only lost to Chase Sherman when he lost the belt. That's right. it. And right. he's beat Beltran and he's beat Shoemaker. So. Yeah, and Shoemaker's busy. He Shoemaker's yeah. booked. So, so obviously there it is. You got fucking. Uh, you got your next heavyweight title fight pretty much set in stone, and uh, and a very big question mark on our boy Michael Terrell because of actions on the internet today. Let's move right to the feature bout of the evening. Bring the, that pe up. the people's main event: Brit and Hart. Yep. versus Jenny Savage in a grudge match that came to a, to a head finally at BKFC 19. They got a little spicy at the uh, weigh-ins. They put on a nice show, and then here we go. Yeah. So we got no sound on this one? No, nope, no. Nope. No sound. I got to give it – I'll tell you right now. This is what I'm going to tell you about, Brit uh, about Britain. Okay, Britain has gotten – leaps and bounds better every time she goes out there and now now that she's linked up with joey <coughs> excuse me and the box R crew it just looks like she's tightening up everything in her game right on the other side of this equation jenny savage is a tough ass girl yeah she definitely took a good beat and that's and for sure she was getting smacked around and she was landing some shots here back we go on britain this is the, the body the work the, the body work she, she goes was, to the head boom, boom yeah another she, one boom right there just relentless this pace. is the final this is the final seconds right here never went down i gotta give it to her man she is kind of a savage she she took a beat in and oh, she stayed on her feet the whole time i'm gonna take a good one right here now Oof, oh, good lord geez. you know what and in good refereeing right there he he could have let it keep going but he noticed that her hands were down and she was not fighting back at that point yeah i, I think uh, she had Brit had britain britain was absolutely in a fucking zone that night and let's dude she got married uh the day before was it uh it was or, the day no, two, two days playing, before it was, i think so yeah it was wednesday I thought she got married on the presser, the the press conference. The press yeah, conference. it was Wednesday. Yeah. So she got married Wednesday, weighed in, had a nice uh, little show at the weigh-ins on Thursday, and then puts on a hell of a performance on Friday. You know what? Uh, what a week for Britain Hart. Um, you know, congratulations to her. And now, and now the question is, what do they do with the 125-pound division, the vacant what? title? Well, our our guest for the evening was supposed to put us put some fucking light on this subject tonight. Right. Well, what? before we move on to that, I wanted to like talk about uh just a I, I meant to pull this clip and apparently I forgot to. After the fight, <laughs> after the fight with Sosha? With Sosha. Okay, He's so you have you have Britton Hart getting ready to be interviewed in the ring. Yeah. And he's like, you want to take out your mouth guard? And at first she's like, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. He's like, can you take your mouth guard out? And you could tell she's hesitating for a second because Joey's coming over and he has a little case, right? Yeah. And they already he goes got to open it. And, you know, Sosha goes, is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> and you could tell that he thinks. That they're about to pull out an engagement ring, although they've been talking about them. Have not only were they engaged already the day after BKFC 18, 
they got married two days before and they've been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it, the presser and everything. He yeah. thought they were like, I don't know if he like had like a, his train of thought got lost. Like, you know what I mean? He was like, Ugh. you know, in the ring. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him. He thought there were, but he was about to propose to her in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but she took was, out she took it was out a tooth yeah it was like tooth. a yeah it was it was her teeth or her, tooth, her teeth it's that hilarious man dying. yeah that had me dying too now now you got you got a vacant title in the 125 pound weight class Britain is obviously the hottest commodity in that weight class with a three fight win streak and yes. she and she has fought most active pretty much I mean Taylor Starlin's been just as active but active and and um uh uh She's active and she's three and two, you know. So right, she's active. She's three right. and two now. Misfit went on a couple other shows, and mm -hmm. I wanted to ask her about this tonight because Misfit's thing, and I really gotta, we really gotta ask her about this. And when she comes on, we are gonna reschedule her, and she is gonna come on, and we are gonna ask her these things. But this is just food for thought for our audience. So when we do have her on, we can find yep. out what her answer for this is. Her answer for for most of the girls in the division is who have they fought? They have fought mm -hmm. no one. They haven't fought anyone. Right. But the fact of the matter is if you go and look at her record, her three and one record, and you mm -hmm. look at her opponents and you look at who her opponents have fought, she's fought Jennifer Tate, Callie Coulter, uh, or Callie Cutler, yeah. um, Helen Peralta, and Britton Hart. Right. Okay. Who's Callie Cutler fought? Who has Jennifer Tate fought in their MMA career? No she, Jennifer Tate choked out Tanya Evinger 15 years ago in her MMA career. That's about mm -hmm. the only name that she's ever beat. Uh, Callie Cutler hasn't beat any, anybody. That was a that was a debut fight. Um, she had already beat De uh, Callie Cutler in um, in Muay Thai, so she was familiar with her and already had a victory over her in her different sport. So and then and then you got Britton Hart, who she got said is. Not good enough. She yeah, said who, that. Who she said Britain hasn't right. fought hasn't fought anyone. Mm -hmm. And then you got Helen Peralta who beat her. Then you go over to Britain Hart's record. She fought Misfit, Dr. Stoppage. She fought Beck Rollins, who's a Hall of Famer, who most champion. Hall of World Champion, who many consider, you know, the best bare knuckle fighter ever. You know, however, whatever she was, four and oh or three and oh. Mm -hmm. She went the distance with Beck. She lost to a doctor stoppage to Misfit. Then right. she beat Randy at home, yes, in her debut. Fine. Paige Van Zant. Paige Van Zant has victories over, you know, Rachel Ostevich, uh, Beck Rollins, uh, Felice Herrig, uh, Kay, Kay, uh, Curran, Kaylin Curran. Kaylin Curran. Mm -hmm. She has beat. Decent yeah, pretty, fighters, pretty much in all, MMA. Yeah, pretty much all top fifteeners in the UFC, and the ones she's lost to: Rose Namajunas, world champion; uh, Tisha Torres, top tenner of you know all the time; Jess, Jessica Rose Clark. Um, I could think of a few more, but to say that Britain hasn't fought anybody that's ever fought anyone, Paige has definitely had a fucking hell of a career, eight and five in the UFC, and, and beat a lot of good people. Mm -hmm. Um. She went the distance with Beck. She beat Rachel Ostevich. I mean, uh, she beat Jenny Savage. Right. Who Jenny Savage has a victory over Taylor Starling in MMA. And Christine Faria shows respect to Taylor Starling, but says that Jenny Savage hasn't fought anybody. So, right. you know what I mean? It's a stu It's like a really dumb fucking 
thing to, to just go out there and be like, none of these girls have ever fought anybody. When really, if you like for, for fun sake, I would like to take uh misfits record and Britain's record and switch their names and then switch their two names. Cause they fought each other down and show like 12 people who know combat sports, but don't know their records by heart and say, which one of these two records is more impressive, right? This one or this one with, with misfits name on top of Britain's record and Britain's name on top of misfits record. I bet you everybody would be like, Whoa, misfits. I know it's uh it's, it's kind of crazy because there's so many females. The records are, are short for everybody. No one has that many fights at this point. Britain has the most fights. And then Faria comes in after they're both tied with wins. Listen, that's the fight to make, man. It's the, fight, the to fight to make. It's the fight to gotta make. Gotta make that fucking fight. They gotta make Miss. I can't take this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got to. What's but... with this tournament shit? <sighs> and God damn it, Misfit, you should have come on tonight because I how, know. The hell, how the hell is the BKFC gonna take her and put her in the main event on a total line event? Right. What? I yeah, listen, I think that's bullshit. You got someone <laughs> who's the number one fighter in a division, right? And you're going to put them on a toe of the line. Now, I'm not fucking talking shit about toe of the line, but here's the thing. Once you move up to BKFC, you're in BKFC. I don't see the UFC taking Davison Figueredo and going to have him fight for LFA or Dana White Contender Series or something. It's never going to fucking happen, dude. Once you make it up there, Greg Hardy was on you the would Contender never, Series. You would never dude, go Greg Hardy is going to now fight in UFC, and then he's going to fight on the Contender Series? No. On his way down, he might fight. But is she on her way down? She hasn't fought. She's supposed to be the number one fighter. She should be at least a headliner or a co-main. That's fucking bullshit. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's bullshit. Yeah, she shouldn't be down there. No way. Yeah, it should be. It, it, you know what I was thinking? And, and maybe I'm just like full of shit here. Uh, do you think that they feed her a can in the main event at toe the line and then expect her to turn around one month later and fight Beck? Because, I have no idea. They said they said that Beck was coming back in October. Mm -hmm. Now we all know that it should be Britain versus Misfit for the vacant title, and Beck should fight someone else. Right. Beck Beck could fight Rachel Ostovich. Right, did, have Beck just, fight Rachel. Yeah, she just fought Paige. She looked great. She can absolutely throw hands. She throws some bombs. That that have wine. Beck fight Starling. Yeah, or Starling. Yeah, I, I swear to God, man, it's like they really have a lot of options now. And and I just want Christine to stop with the none of these girls have any ever fought anybody because yeah, the sport yeah. is so young, nobody's fought anybody. You know what there's I mean? Not, like, yeah, there's not a whole like town of uh people to fight, and there's not a whole lot of fights, you know. It's very, very early. And then and then like when you ask you, you know, you ask a be uh, a bare knuckle fighter, you know, well, this person their, their answer is always, um, yeah, but be, bare knuckles is a totally different sport. So it doesn't matter what they did in the other sports. Right. It doesn't matter what they did in MMA. It doesn't matter what they did in boxing because bare knuckle is a whole different animal. Well, then, make what then, why are you, then why are you more? Yeah, then why are you bringing okay. up who they have fought? Right. Because everybody's O and O at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I think it's a tired argument. I think it's a tired excuse for not wanting to fight people. And if I was her, I would just fight anybody they put in front of me. Just do it. Right. Do it and just move on with it. Because the more I think that 
she says like, I don't want to fight this person or that person's not worth fighting or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not there. I'm not the promotion. I'm not David Feldman or Nate Shook, but maybe they're like, all right, fine. Then we'll link these people up with somebody else. And then she just gets pushed off to another card, which I think is disrespectful to her. I think it's just, so. I think it's an absolute slap in the face to Christine Faria to put mm -hmm. her in the main event out of fucking total line. Yeah. I would love to hear the explanation on this. And I wish once again, we're going to get her double. I don't know. We're going to get her on because we got to ask her, man, what happened between what, what riff is there between her and the BKFC that they're like punishing her by putting her in a fucking total line. It does. It doesn't. Right. Like you said, if you're an active UFC fighter, you would never go to the Tuesday night contender series. You would never go to the tough house. You know, you're not I mean? going backwards. You're, you're not going backwards. No you have made it to the show. It's this is not Major League Baseball. You don't go back to AAA. You know what no. I mean? I, right. I, uh, it's a little I, silly, but it, it is silly. But anyways, what's dude, next? Yeah, what's next, Taylor? I mean, we, we'll Taylor just, Starling. We'll just talk about this, and you know what, Taylor Starling. I'll bring up uh, her uh, clip, and it has audio. Taylor Starling just shot out of a cannon and never stopped swinging until that fight was over. Right. And she cracked her in the eye, I think, with the very first punch thrown. Boom. Right there. <laughs> and she was bleeding from her eye right off the rip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She cracked her right away. And I think that really kind of somewhat stunned her. She got a nice cut over her left eye. And then, you know, the relentlessness never ended. She kind of just pieced her up. And then it was over. Look at that. She's, she's big. I got to restart that and play it one more time because yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't put the ending in these because obviously, Bam. you know, I, I, I don't know if we'll get in trouble for showing the endings and stuff because this was a pay-per-view. Look at the pace. I wonder how many, how many strikes she threw. I have to look that up. Cause she, I think she, it's on something near 70 or something crazy <laughs> like that. Like she was swinging like a maniac. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, and uh, and and I'm and absolutely not taking anything away from Taylor, uh, Taylor Starling. She's a star on the rise for the BKFC. She looked amazing in the fight of the year contender at, at Knucklemania, and then she looked amazing right there. But I got to tell you, man, uh, Cassie Robb was a lot smaller than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, and I don't. Think it's Tony. I, uh, I think it's Tony Chapel. Uh, yeah, I hope that said that right. Uh, Cassie's not a one twenty-five, no and I feel like that's way. the case with a lot of females no the way. issue is they're either too heavy or they're too light because when we spoke to britain a couple shows ago she said hey i'd naturally be fighting at 117 so now i have i've had to gain weight to move up to 125 so there's a lot of females oh. like jenny savage also that should be fighting at a lower weight but there's That's only right. one weight class right now like what about like crystal said, Pittman? she's she's been on the show and she's heavier she would have to cut down to 125 to fight right. so i think that i think that like they could start building a nice 115 pound division with Delaney Bailey and Jenny Savage. I think Jenny Savage is a 115 or all day. There's not a fucking, there's no reason for her to be up at a 125. Cassie Robb, um, Maya Kunanale. Did Damn, I say she that? Fights, Monica's saying Rob normally fights all the way down to one and five, which is yeah, she was an atom weight for a long time in, in Invicta or, or for her Invicta fights and. Her uh, cage war, no cage fury. I think she was in cage fury, whatever it was. But yeah, man. And when they got up there on at the weigh-ins, Cassie Robb and her, and like they got face to face, like she looked considerably smaller. And did you see she weighed herself on the scale like the day after the fight? She was one hundred and seventeen point three pounds or something like that. Oh man, she said back to my walk around weight. 
Can't believe Man. I, she goes, can't believe I made it all the way up to 122. The, the, you know what I mean? Savage, Savage. I, I'll tell you right now, Delaney Bailey versus Jenny Savage at 115 pounds would be a fucking nice one. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that one would be a good one. Um, Taylor Starling is obviously, you know, a, a big star on the rise. And I hope that, I hope she's doing all right right now. Um, hope to talk to her tomorrow night. Uh, I, I didn't pull, are you going to talk about, uh, there's the Her uh, Herrera and Velasquez fight, which yeah. was a little crazy. I didn't really pull it. I didn't pull any footage for that, but there was look at, uh, was it Velasquez that lost? And he Velasquez was, lost. And I'll yeah. tell you right now, and he got hit a few times when the ref was breaking it up, like yeah. like maybe three times, like as the ref was there, he was like boop boop boop, but he was getting pieced up a little bit. Yeah, Monica's saying that Savage weighed in heavier than Britain, but I think like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna. I just think that they're both like Savage. Savage is I'm gonna here, right? But, I'm I'm gonna tell you that I bet you Jenny Savage didn't cut. A pound, and I don't know if I don't know if Britain did either, but no. it just like it seems like they're both probably more more fit for one fifteen. And I think right. that I think that if they were to introduce a one hundred and fifteen pound title and like made a tournament down there, yeah, um, I I think Britain's Britain Hart has every bit of a chance to be a champ champ at BKFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I would like I to see it. I would like to see it. I, I don't like know if someone like there. I don't know if somebody like Misfit can get all the way down to one. 15 nowadays she's a pretty thick girl um and like you said like crystal Pittman is a 135 or 125er but the Britain hearts and the uh jenny savages of the world could definitely go back and forth and and let's bring that up the weigh-ins the the weight classes i am super confused by this because the rachel ostevich page van zandt fight was supposed to be a 125 pound fight but it, right. they, both, they both weighed in at 129.5 so if somebody can clear that up for me is the weight class 125 to 135 and they got to agree on a weight or something right or did, or did they just agree on a catch weight it just seems like weird to me because sometimes like a 185 pound fight the guy will weigh like 187.5 or 188 it's like how are these weight classes built i just don't fucking get it somebody needs to explain this to me when they brought it up on the show uh you know i think it was about like dan, dan stevens says uh he believes they were 10 pounds. at 130 right when they did it on the show when they said these are the weights you know it was it the did. first said, time that they were announcing like uh, the heavyweight rankings, I think. And uh, they showed like, you know, this weight is from, you know, so 125 to 134 or something, 135 to what, and it was like, wait, so is that the whole, you know what I mean? It's right. kind of so, odd how they kind of put that out there. Like yeah, it was 10 so pounds. If, if you and I were both in the 185 to 195 range, you show up 185, I could weigh 194. Right. And I would okay. imagine like it, you would have to like come to an, an agreement that you were going to fight at a certain weight within that 10 pounds. But that's another question that. Yeah, we need to get we need, we need to, to get, get an answer. See, uh, maybe a David Feldman or someone like that on here. Um, let's talk about. <laughs> thank you, Les. Yeah, thank you, Les. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for keeping uh, chat rooms kind of freaking blowing up yeah it's a awesome. lot of conversation this is great um make sure we, you guys like and share the show and please like the youtube page um we are just trying to trying to push it 
And uh, we ex- we really appreciate all the support. So please like and Look share. Monica, <laughs> BKFC does whatever they want to make fights happen. <laughs> I think you are absolutely one hundred percent correct with that one. Like they don't, there doesn't really have to be a rhyme or reason for. Uh, you know who else did that? Bum fights. Remember that bum fights. Yeah, bum, bum fights bum. would make anything happen. You know, <laughs> I love that. Fights. Remember Anyways. when they would go around and tag bums? Like they would, they would write a number on their forehead <laughs> to keep track of them. They do some crazy <laughs> stuff. They used to take crack and put it in like a little bag, yep. and they would throw them into a pool. A bunch of and it was like sheetrock and crack. They throw it into the pool, and then they would give them garbage, like uh, not garbage pails, uh, like like a uh, little uh, uh, sand uh, pails for the beach. You know castles like to make castles with and they'd have to dive in to the water and get bags and come back up and put them in there and at the end they had to go through to see who had the real piece of crack so anybody ever see that when they were younger i used yeah. to watch that when i was a teenager bum fights, so. was, bum fights was crazy get, when they get that one yeah. dude to like run through signs with his head yes yes for, he'd run into like crack. a taco bell menu <laughs> uh dude so hey man what about zion tomlinson our boy zion yeah came, came out like he always does came shot yeah. out of a cannon he was pushing the pushing the action he yeah. was re- he was really actually winning the fight up into the point where jared warren threw the left straight left from hell right down the pipe and just absolutely i know blasted zion zion fell like a fucking redwood and i'll tell you when it when he fell, I was like, "Oh no, that looked bad." And then I, I, I was at first. Uh, I gotta I be was, honest. I thought it was a broken jaw at first. I didn't realize how high up on the face it landed. Yeah. And then when he hit, and they showed the replay, I was like, "Oh man, that's a broken orbital or something." He fucking demolished his face with that one shot. I um I got really nervous uh, after a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people lay down when the doctor comes up and, and, uh, you know, the ref, they talk, they just say, don't move, you know, you're a little wobbled. Like, and then they'll get the chair, the stool, they'll bring them in. But after like a minute and he was still laying there, I was like, and they kept pulling out from the, I was like, dude, something's wrong. Like I started getting genuinely nervous about his health. You know what I mean? I was like, God damn, I hope this guy's all right. That's scary. You know, his dad's there. and like I think, did they say something about like did somebody say get a stretcher? I think yes. he like I think he it heard was Dan Mergliata, I believe, and, was like get off, get off, and then he was oh you're right there, and they were like coming in the ring already yeah. behind him, I think. And then so, Zion was like Popeye up to his feet. He was like fuck that, I'm not getting on a stretcher. I'll walk out of here. He wasn't about to pull a Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now, man. Hey, Joe Ivy says we should do a recap show more often. So maybe we'll make the Wednesday after an event a fucking a recap, recap show. show. We could do that. We, if you guys like these, we can uh, we could break can down recap. every single fight. Um, we, yeah, we talked about the. We briefly talked about the Herrera Velasquez fight. That kid Herrera yeah. looks legit, dude, dude. He's another fucking former UFC fighter that people kind of slept on going in there and he, he beat up a Velasquez. So, you know, he's a real, he's a real, uh, you know, you know, who, you know, who I was like thinking, uh, Devin Gibson, you know, I don't know if you want to throw Devin Gibson in his first fight ever against Herrera, but that kid looks pretty good and yes. he's training with Reggie Barnett. You know what I mean? And there's not a lot of one twenty fivers out there. So, and you know, he, and the kid said, you know, I'd fight anybody, not right, right away, but give me a few more months and I'll fight anybody they want out there. So maybe, uh, maybe, De- maybe Devin Gibson and, and Herrera get in there at some point. That'd be a he, good fight. He, he, Devin looks like a sharp kid. You know what I mean? You can just tell when you watch people, you, you, you feel like they have what it takes to, to put up a good fight. And uh, he looks pretty sharp. 
So before the Warren Tomlinson, well, actually, it was at, I think Warren Tomlinson was before this. So that platform showdown. What did you think about the platform showdown? And I also have a key clip for that, too. You want my honest opinion? Mm -hmm. I do. I, it did. It looked like these kids took it pretty serious. But yeah, yeah. that being said, the only one that I really thought looked like ha he had some skill in the ring was Evil Hero. And Blueface wasn't terrible. Right. The rest of them. For who they are. Right. Yeah. For who they are. Yeah. And for going out there, and, and let's talk a little bit about the size of them goddamn gloves. I was they're, just going to say, what are they, they got, 20 ounce gloves on? Were, those are the biggest gloves I've ever dude, seen in my entire some, life, dude. Somebody I've never bought seen my kids. That thing. You ever see those inflatable boxing gloves? That's, dude, I swear. <laughs> you were going to say that too? Oh, yeah, man. It, they're fucking huge. Yeah. They're man. bigger than their head. Like, how do you knock somebody out with that thing? Yeah, it was those gloves look like giant pillows on their hands. After hand. 20 seconds, there's no way I, any of them were going to knock each other out. It was just yeah, too I, big. I can't imagine they go back to this platform showdown anytime soon, especially with the melee after the blue the face. Melee. It was fucking crazy. What do you got for footage? I've bring got the melee. I'm going to bring the melee up real quick. And I'm going to, I couldn't find this frigging clip. And I'll tell you in a minute. I Maybe I'll pause this and show you guys because I saw a clip. So let's, let's just check this out. Look at him take shots even while David Feldman's holding them. So what I'm going to do real quick is, all right, that, that part. and pause right here. Okay, so the guy in the <laughs> lower left-hand corner of the screen, you see that guy, the ball guy there? In he's the white shirt? Over. In the black shirt in the bottom left-hand corner. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, so that With guy just came out of the wrist. ring. Now I'm going to assume that that's Blueface's boy. Now, if you look to the right, the guy with the white shirt, the the security guard or police officer who has the ankles of the guy that Blueface was just punching in the ring, that's his yeah. legs and ankles. That guy on the left, I cannot find this friggin' video. Somebody was sitting, standing next to Fauci, who is the guy who was commentating during these fights. Mm -hmm. And they got that guy right there to the left, who you will see later on get slammed on the catwalk and also gets arrested. Because right after this, about two seconds, he walks up with his right hand and friggin' hooks that dude in the face who's sitting on the ground who just got pulled out from being beat up. I mean, he cleanly gives him a right hook to the jaw, and the police take that dude and slam him on the ground. But he punched the guy in the face while the cops were holding him. So you won't really see it in this because it pulls out, but I could not find the clip. I was so mad. But you'll see. He just punched him, and now they're yeah, trying to... Now he's, on the, now he's up, up there on the ground. Now he's yoked up, and they're about to slam him on this catwalk in a second. Boom, <laughs> right there. <laughs> you guys got to find that video, because it was insane. Yeah, like I said, um, nice. Boom. He was also fighting a kid that probably never fought. A right. single person his entire life. Never. Uh, yeah, I agree with Dan Stevens. Not going to lie. Blueface knows how to scrap. And that and that punch he threw like right in front of David Feldman looked like it landed heavy on that. <laughs> like, it looked like it landed heavy. That was a nice one, man. That was like, it reminds me, dude, I did kind of a dickhead move like that in my senior year of high school. Second day of school in my senior year of high school, I got in a big fight in the parking lot. And me and this kid were rolling around and security finally got there. And it was a really good fight. Um, yeah. Security pulled us off each other and like pulled me off first. And like, as the, the guy had me by the back of the shirt like this, he like lifted the kid in front of me 
and I popped him <laughs> dead in his nose, like while he was in the security guard's hand. <laughs> and I got fucking yoked up so bad by the security guard, dude. It was funny as hell. I mean, I got in a lot of trouble for it and we both got in some trouble and, but whatever. But that's what it reminded me of just like being held by the police <laughs> and then just blasting them right there. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. Right in front of his ass. Um, no, so, you asked, you asked me, what did you think about the platform showdown? Like I wasn't all that fucking into it, to be honest with you. I wasn't really all that into it. So I was, I watched the whole entire first fight with evil hero and uh, the Dakota Olave, right? Which I already knew that Dakota Olave, I can just tell by his demeanor that he was going to lose the fight. I mean, I think everybody could kind of just see that, especially when he got, he did get pushed down with his hands behind his back, but you could just tell that evil hero is a little more aggressive and Something in me kept telling me that I, I made myself believe that Evil Hero could have knocked him out and really what, didn't even with those big ass gloves. He, was, he missed him with some big ass hooks and shit, but like he, like he was gonna try to knock him out. But I feel like man, he could have beat the shit out of that kid. He was he, barely doing anything. But hey, props to him for fucking taking that fucking scrap in front of those people. I'm gonna tell you right now, kicked. Mike. If they if they do that showdown again the plat platform showdown again yeah it, it will be bare knuckle i mean right why not be. do i it thought they were going to do that it'll be bare knuckle and and david feldman said in the presser afterwards he was like um he was like you know we're bare knuckle we're not we're not wearing gloves here anymore this is but, it. <laughs> so, but the thing is it's like you're the one who made the fight though i know i think he, he said it up. as though it like snuck in underneath you know what i mean like man you did it hey yeah, fool me gonna, once. shame on me. me i mean shame on you <laughs> yeah. fool me twice shame on me it's like you're the guy who put this together he kind of yeah. said it as though like that like snuck in without him knowing you know like oh pff, we're bare <laughs> knuckle that's what we are what is this gloves who put, who put this thing together huh me. yeah who did that's this uh, i think you did it Dude, our so guy, anyways, it our was guy. Man. We got to talk about our boy Tony. Tony Loco Soto. All right, I got you. I was I got to tell you, dude, because we because we've kind of like formed a little bit of a friendship with Tony and those guys, yeah. and you know, meeting people in person, you get a different you you form a different bond with these dudes. He's a down to earth, cool, fucking awesome guy, and I I was so into that fight um and, and, you, and you, you know what my wife amy got into it too we were like cheering we were yeah. like yelling at the screen like come on tony come on and he he showed up and he impressed man tony was fucking awesome and i'm and i and as soon as he broke his hand in that first round i like i turned to amy and i was like fuck he just broke his fucking hand yeah and, and he fought four more rounds and just kept on throwing it and kept on landing yeah. bombs it was awesome, man. I I was super proud of him, and uh, I was happy for him to get his win in his in his debut fight. Yeah, and uh, and he's gonna do big things. I think he's gonna be like a like a legit contender in the 165 pound division. Uh, I think you know Soto. He did great. He did. It's not and broke. I, wait, I, wait, wait. So I, it's on, not. Ben. I heard it. I was, I was gonna say it's not broke. His good, hand is not good, broke. Good, good. I heard that earlier uh, today. I think Brittany Carino, Carino said that uh, in um, some post I saw. Good. Well, you know what that means. Soon as it's, soon as it, yeah. I was very happy that Tony won for the same reasons that you said because we actually hung out with him and stuff like that. And uh, like you do uh, form a bond. Um, yeah, and dude, with like somebody. 
when when you have a when you have a uh, a fucking guy's phone number and you text back and forth with each other, you know what I mean? Right. Like you end right. up you end up being friendly with him and and like he is just super down to earth and like super cool with us and he's a northeast guy like us. So like I don't know, we just got along well and I was really, you know, proud of his victory. It was awesome. I think he's going to do awesome. I think he's going to do really really well. And like 165 pound division who like would you like to see him fight uh a joel more no i mean that's too far that's too fast right but, no, yeah but like too fast. but i would like to get a look at the roster and see who they got at 165 pounds because it's I know, um because things are a little bit uh dicey um yeah what about uh is brad williams is Brad Still, Williams fight at 165, right? Brad Williams. You mean Brad uh, I mean, uh, Kelly? <laughs> Brad, Brad Kelly. Yeah. No, Brad Williams. Yeah, Brad Williams. Do you fight at 165 yeah, pounds? Brad. Would, Where uh, are you? Yeah, Tom Schoff is 165. Right. Tom, Tom Schoff. No, Brad fights. Williams. Get him back in the frigging comments. He needs to uh, fight. You better start yeah. hitting that bag, buddy. <laughs> I think Tom Schof would be a little bit too big of a, a step up in competition right right now, just because like I think a guy like Tony, you you like slow burn him a little bit, like build him up a little, let him. He got this win. Yeah, give him give him somebody else. I think uh, Tony's one fifty five. By the way, he must be watching. Either that or by osmosis, he fucking knew we were talking about him <laughs> because because <laughs> he just I <laughs> just. I just got a text that says 155. Caleb no, Harris. Uh, my bad, boy. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 155 then. Let's start talking about 155 because Tony, Tony's about to make some noise in one of these divisions. And I think he can go back and forth 165, 155, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was an awesome, awesome fucking performance. He really did his thing out there. And uh, he didn't give – you know, he didn't do any push-ups in the ring, but he, I'll chalk that up to a fucked up hand. <laughs> or a five-round fight. <laughs> or a five-round fight. So I let's mean, hold on before I, we move on. I mean, he can barely Josh he, Sykes. Who? Oh, props to Josh Sykes, too. Yeah, Josh because Sykes you know what? Didn't, he was no slouch out there. He did good. Um, And, you know, he came on the show, and he was very cool. Uh, He's the fucking bathroom brawler champion yeah. fucking guy. <laughs> So he had some cool stories. He's really chill and he did good. It wasn't like it was a blowout fight. I mean, he did, he did good. And, um, you know, so props to him too. I don't want to like cut him out of this because he deserves, uh, some praise for the work that he put in there in the ring. You know, he did good. And I'm sure he'll he come in and he'll fight too. And he's and got, he, he's a long, he's got, a, he, I didn't think he had that much reach on, uh, uh, Tony, but he did. I didn't realize the, the size difference until they started fighting. I was like, Oh shit, this is a little bit bigger, uh, size difference than I thought. Yeah, Sykes is six foot six foot tall, man. He had he had height, he had reach. He looked he looked a lot bigger. And uh, you know, Tony did his thing, Sykes did his thing. Like Sykes thought <laughs> thought, you know, he said afterwards he thought he did enough to win the fight, which I disagree with. I thought Tony won pretty clearly. So So one fifty five. Unfortunately, Jim Aylers is gone. Uh he's gone. I didn't see his interview saying why he left, but I know he wanted to interview with someone. So I think he went on Fight Bananas and, and talked, but I haven't seen it if he's gone on yet. Uh the number two did person, he, now, this is old rankings, right? Yeah, he did. I think he or he set up to do one and say why he left BKFC. The number two person, this is old rankings. This is Knucklepedia. And uh Josh Furs has come out and said like he hasn't updated us since March. But I'm just gonna go by the names. Artem Loboff retired. Retired the goat. Another yep. should we do another moment of silence? No, yeah, all right, so, quick one. two seconds. One, okay, 
Good. Okay. So the third Isaac Valley flag, and then we have Martin Brown and Eddie Hawk. Okay. Which who fought right recently. And that could be a good one. He did. He fought uh, Luch Medial. Luch Medial. That's right. Yes. Luke Medial, whatever. I can't. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're right. Yeah. He fought him. Good fight. Fake fake black belts or. Yeah. uh, fake, Fake black belt. Yeah, Combat Insider. Like oh, that's the one you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about mm-hmm. Knuckle Knockhouse? They have rankings too. So, yeah, man. I, was I mean, you got Tyler Good, John. You got uh, Jason Knight signed with PFL. He won't be around probably. <laughs> Tony. All right, my man. Uh, yeah, he, they got. They still got Paulie Malignaggi and Leonard Garcia on here. Yeah, Howie, yeah. I think that good John Palomino and Shof might be two or three fights ahead. Me too. Like Kyle said, like I feel like the next person should just be breaking the surface of the top. You know, uh, they don't really they have a they don't have a top ten. There's only a top five or top six people on here. But yeah, that might be two fights away, maybe Shof, you know? Yeah. Which whom Tony has said then- that he wanted to fight and talk to him in Alabama. I don't know, politely, and went up to him and said, I want to fight you. And, uh, you know, Tom Schultz was like, all right, you know, uh, you win, you win mean, some fights and, and come and fight me. So he's like, I'm, and Tony said, I'm going to fight that guy. So I believe him. They'll fight one day. We'll be well, watching it. Well, you you had Jordan Nash beat Brandon Allen on this card at 155 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you could have, right. you, can, you can go ahead and set that one up right now. Jordan Nash versus Tony Loco Soto in a couple months from now. There you go. Boom. That's a perfect one. They're both 1-0. They both won their, uh, won their debuts. And there you go. Too easy, right. man. Right. Look at that. Look at that. We're matchmakers. <laughs> so let's move on. Let's go to our other buddy here. Oh. Right? Which in my Knockout of the night. Maybe a little ba- bias. Like that fight was great, and I because I always like a fight where somebody gets hurt and then comes back and wins. I mm-hmm. mean, it's the best. You think someone's knocked down, they're done. They might get capitalized on and get beat to shit, and then they come back and they and this was like kind of like a, not really a slow burn, but he got a knockdown in the next round and then won in the round after that. So I'll I have right now highlights of the actual show uh, the highlight knockout. because. His knockout, yes, Jared Jared Warren's was was nasty, but I'll tell you right now, this one landed just as hard, and he fucking mollywopped this kid with this hand. Yeah, stepped into it. Is it? You hear the sound? Yeah, right there, and you'll hear it in the next one too, I believe. Here it comes. Oh. Yeah, like, and you know, like that's. I'll play it one more time. You can just hear it, like slapping. And here's in just a big right hand right down the pipe. Step the sound of it. it, it was just like so loud. He cracked him with this. Ooh. Just slide right, yeah. Oh my God. Dude, yeah, he that, I'm telling you, I and, and like like you said, maybe I'm biased. Like I thought that was the best knockout of the night because because good. of because of the back and forth, and it was a right. third it was a third round. Like you said, slow burn. Like they were both smacking each other around a little bit, 
it was it was it was a hell of a fucking right hand and that knockout i actually jumped out of my seat for that one too i felt like uh you know we've talked to jay a couple times and he's a he's a really great dude and um i was happy for that one too those were the like those were the two that I, I felt like really, really, really proud that they won. Yeah. Do you feel like your heart, like, no, I just feel like after doing the show for a while and I'm sure like uh, maybe Dan Stevens uh, can relate, like you start talking to these people and you learn about their life and you might meet someone in their family, uh, you know, kind of like Britain and Monica. And then yeah. you start like, obviously we're, we're media and we try to be as unbiased as we can, but you know, we're human. So you start liking these people and you, you, you wish them well and you want everybody to do good, but you, everyone can't do good. You know, right. Someone's someone has lose. to friggin' win and someone has to lose. So someone has to get hurt like Zion. Like, obviously I never talked to Jared Warren. We talked to Zion. Zion's been on your show before. Obviously like, I wanted him to win because we talked to him. You know, I wasn't rooting against Warren. I just know Zion and I would have been happy if he won. I wasn't mad that Jared, that Jared won. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to him next week too. And we'll talk about this. And, you know, it it does get to that point. Like, I feel like I might be in bias, whatever, but it's, you know, you do, you get that feeling. So I know what you're saying. Like my heart, like sometimes like I watch UFC fights and my heart feels like it's beating out of my chest. I don't sit down ask Kyle. I will stand up the entire fight. I'll get close to the television. Uh, I'll fucking start fidgeting and shit. I just get like that. I don't even know people. So you can just imagine when I know people, I, I, I want to throw up sometimes. I can't even, that's why I'm like, I don't know how these people fight. Cause I, I'm in my living room by myself, uh, drinking a drink and relaxing. And I want to throw up <laughs> so yeah. how people do this shit. It's crazy. Now, I think we pretty much covered it, except for Terry Janowski. Oh, okay. okay. I, oh, okay. Yeah, we pretty much covered it. I have yeah. something else. Oh, no. And there's Kyle Kyle McElroy, too. Okay, got, so we, I'll we bring that up. Two more, two more fights to talk about here. And then I want to bring up something in the UFC. This right here. What? Okay, listen. Not going to hit it. Not, not going to fucking knock a guy while he's down. But, dude, why the fuck wasn't he blocking anything? Dude, he got right busted now. open there. I don't think he thought that was going to happen. And he, man, yeah, that was oh, beaten. feel bad, you know? It's like, oh, you watch it. And you're like, good Lord. His head was busted open so bad. He's bleeding all over the place. No, I don't think so. I think you're right, Chris. All right. He was all right. Yeah. everywhere, dude. He was he was beat all over that ring. It was crazy. He was bleeding he was, everywhere. He, he was, was getting smacked. Now now Dan Dan Stevens, for Christ's sakes, you've asked me three, four, five times in the comments. What about Richard? What about Richard? Richard got beat up. But and uh, I'll tell you right now, that guy Terry Janowski. Richard. A, <laughs> Richard. Richard. Um, what did you think of that fight? Like, what, like he's a tough, tough guy, Richard Karsten. He kept getting up, but Terry, Jan- Terry Janowski, and and dude, I think he's a nutcase. I, I, yeah, I, you know what? I, I cannot. Okay. I, I can't not think of Eastbound and Down when I hear the word Janowski. Yeah, me too. Dude, Every, Steve Janowski. I always, I always say Stevie Janowski. Stevie, Stevie Janowski. But listen, that guy Richard the Cure Karsten. I, why I gotta do this? You guys gonna fucking pull me into this shit? I have to do this. Yes, you have to do it. Go, Mike. Go. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Listen. 
guy, you shouldn't be fighting in the fucking BKFC. <laughs> the reason they fucking put that guy in, I will never fucking know. <laughs> I've seen this guy on the internet, and I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Richard. I don't know you. I fucking, for your protection of your goddamn life, please don't ever step in the ring again. Because I saw this guy, and I saw him punching a fucking Connex or something. And I thought, like, oh, this guy's never going to get a chance. And then fucking blew my mind when I saw him on the card. And I said, all right, maybe this guy's a fucking killer, man. He's going to get in there and freaking kill it. He got in there, and sure, he got caught with a shot or whatever. But let's not lie that he got up and he spit his mouthpiece out on purpose. On purpose, watch the fight. Yeah. Then he gets up and gets hit with like after his fourth time gets hit in the face with like a soft jab and fucking falls down like he got hit with a fucking hardcore right hook from the goddamn Undertaker and fucking went on the ground. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? For your safety, sir, please never fight again. This is it's crazy. <laughs> and then I see him on the friggin' internet, and I don't know if he's the best internet troll in the world. But this no, he's, guy he, is on the internet is. talking shit like he's the fucking he's saying he's driving a Tesla. He said he got two hundred thousand dollars. He must be trolling. Right. Please tell me this guy's trolling or is he just. Oh something, my God. Going, something loose. I don't know. <sighs> Dude, he got he got something's loose. He, man. he got put down with a with like an easy jab. And like you just said, he got hit like a right hand, like a right hand from the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, fucking WWE. He went flying to the ground. Like, and then it's like you watch a replay and you're like, you know what? I don't even think that Janowski even finished punching. He was getting ready to punch, and he fucking was like, oh shit. And I was like, what the fuck? This is nuts. He sold dude. it. He he took the bump, as they say in pro wrestling. He took the bump and he sold it. You know, I, who? Thank you, Dan Stevens. I wasn't even going to bring this up. <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. I can't. Well, I dude, just I don't think, understand it, man. Why? I, and, I, oh, don't, I don't know. Christine why. Free is going on toe the line, guys. Yep, Christine Free is fighting on toe the line. Fight, but this guy gets a spot. Going to toe the line. <laughs> this so guy, fucking do the math. This guy gets a spot at BKFC mm -hmm. nineteen. Christine's on toe the line. That's the type of shit I don't oh, like. God. Dude, that was awesome. And I, I gotta tell you, like, he's a he's another um and like Brandon Malo Lambert, you know, we we like Brandon. We're you know, we're friendly with Brandon, but he better show us some massive increase in skill on the next fight because he kind of did the same exact thing that Carson did. He did Dunn. better than Carson did. Uh, he uh, he absolutely did. He went <sighs> three rounds with uh, Kid Gotti? Correct. Yeah, three rounds. So Lambert trolled his way into a contract and has done so well with his mouth and working with the with the company that he, he just earned himself a three-fight contract, which is amazing. Uh, Carson's a one-and-done for sure. On the toe of the line, Christine. Is he? Oh no! Is he fighting a Connex? <laughs> he does he's, great no, against walls, dude. He's fighting Christine in the main event. I oh shit! That would be good. She would fucking mop the floor with dude, that guy. That would be fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I, I would totally watch. I mean, I would. I would absolutely push that one for sure. Hell yeah, Tony! Yeah. Got we're we're, great, we're breaking down barriers, BKFC. We're breaking down barriers. That's right. The first ever intergender bare knuckle fight: Christine Misfit Faria versus Richard the Cure Karsten. Let's do oh, it. Oh, Brandon is on the fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Mister the Cure. Brandon. 
Brandon yeah, is Brandon, Brandon can ab absolutely market. That's why yeah, he's yeah. he is I was a, thinking about Richard for some reason in my I, brain. Yeah. I'm a goddamn idiot. No, he, he Lambert is an <laughs> asset to the company. company. He's an asset to the company for sure. In whether you, a lot of eyes. Whether you like positive. it or not, dude, he 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 causes controversy. He he stirs up something everywhere he goes. And mm -hmm. uh you know, he's just got He goes to BYB to and talk shit and has people following around all over the internet and every single fucking goddamn thing he posts. You got that one dude's just talking shit to him constantly for like friggin' a week straight. Every single thing he said, some dude from BYB who Brandon was supposed to fight or something. He oh, fucking, Gabriel Furrier or whatever his name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. His, uh, uh, I don't know if it's his coach or, or or one of his corner men or something, was like every single post Brandon put out. He, Brandon really got into this guy's skin, man. And he had been talking shit to him for a long time. All, all week long, every fucking post I see him on it. Uh, you know speaking, what? If, speaking if, if of the what, fucking Giza. Yeah, if that's what they're, yeah, three-fight contract, man, good for him. You know, get get paid, take care of your kids, all that shit, man. He, that's a hot. He, look, you know, he's trying. Hard, he's uh, trying hard. He's trying hard to, uh, you know, to make. He he talks about his kids. He wants to make them proud, and he wants to, you know, he wants to be with them. So you know what? Make a living. Get these three fights. Make as much money as you possibly can, and do what you got to do, buddy. Okay. If Fucking he awesome. wins, if he wins his next fight, do you understand that? Like people are gonna go ballistic. I really think so. If he wins his fight, people are going to fucking lose it because there are a lot of people that know Brandon outside of uh, social media and, you know, and, and where he's not talking shit. And uh, we know him, too. Yeah, he's, he's like the nicest guy ever. But a nice guy. So, but uh, if he wins, people are going to lose their fucking mind. Some people yeah. are going to hate it and some people are going to love it, but they're both going to generate views. So it is yeah. what it is. That's it, man. I think we covered this entire event pretty well, pretty thoroughly. We'll do. How about how about this, Mike? Let's do a, a recap on the Wednesday after each event. We'll just yeah, we could do that. Let's not. We'll just we won't book fighters those nights because you know we do have a couple of a couple of things. So our the next card we do coming BKFC up KFC twenty. Bedford right. and Barnett. That's a freaking awesome rematch. I can't wait to see that one. Alan Belcher is a damn house right now. Have you seen the size of him? Yes, he's a monster. He's a friggin' monster. I don't know what he's been up to in his uh, post-UFC, <laughs> but you know what? He looks freaking great. He's in great shape. He's a yep. good fighter, and Tony Lopez is a damn machine. He's the, he's the, he's the come-forward king. The, the, you know, he's, he's an absolute violence maker. Yeah. So that would have our boy, Jay Fish. And the hero Quentin Henry. That's right, Jay you know, Fish. I, I, and that's the thing. Like we, we, we've kind of formed a bond with Jay Fish, man. Jay Fish right. is our boy, but we like Hero Henry. Like he was cool. Got to get him on. I mean, we we got to get Quentin on. Mm -hmm. Um, Quentin and Fish could could end real. Could be a really quick fight. Yes, it could because. Uh, those are two big boys with a lot of power, and we oh, saw yeah. we saw Quinton against uh, Lieben, and like I, I don't know if he's gonna fight Fish the same way as he fought his last one, but I, maybe he needs to be a little more calculated because he went running wild against you know he was he was, Hulk, he was Hulkamania yeah. that night. Yeah, he he was Hulkamania. I you know <laughs> I do I love his gimmick. Yeah, I love too. it. I love he, he the reminds me the glasses. I he love that old me. American thing. Like I fucking love it. That's why you want him to come out. He's, 
and just win, you know, because he's just got that fucking music when he comes out. He's got the whole fucking Hulk Hogan vibe, that fucking real American shit. And, you know, it, it, it just, you know, it gets you hyped up. Uh, it's, he's good. He's He's got the perfect gimmick. And if he can add more wins to it and get a title, I mean, he is, he should cut some promos, some real fucking cool promos with that gimmick he has. It's fucking awesome awesome that persona it's wonderful i hate to i don't know if gimmick sounds bad but it's a good thing you know it's good no i mean you got to be able to sell yourself you got to be able to market yourself and before he grew out that beard and the mullet he was just kind of like a baby face dude that was a decent fighter that people were like oh it's quentin henry and then all of a sudden all of a sudden he throws on the jay kalina blue blockers he grows a fucking badass mullet and puts a lightning bolt in the side of his hair throws on some american flag silkies and puts on 20 pounds of muscle all of a sudden he's a new man you know i mean grows a beard yeah no more baby face he's a man now he's grown (laughs) so kyle what's up man after bkfc 20 what's the next i think it was like 20 21 35 oh 21 <laughs> boom 21 21 our boy the marine mike richmond taking on uh dakota cochran fucking awesome fight and then our boy josh burns and the hillbilly hammer sam shoemaker i can't wait to see who else they throw on that card i mean i we, know i mean that's september 10th we ain't gonna find that out till september 7th and um we don't even know who the rest of the fight card for bkfc 20 is right now and where we don't we're a month out. We're less than a month out. There's so, a couple of rumors floating out there. We ain't allowed to talk about it. So, but everyone's going to be happy with some of the fights coming out. And uh, if anyone can make it to BKFC 20 on August 20th in Biloxi, Mississippi, Omaha, Nebraska for uh, 21, and also in Arizona, I think for the first time, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know what that card. Nobody knows what's going on that yeah. card. Beck Rollins on that card. Right. Most likely, yeah. Tony Loco Soto versus um Nash. Is there you go. Card. There we go. Kevin Nash. Yeah, Ke- not Kevin Nash. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you dumb idiot. <laughs> Mike's on some shit tonight. Some diesel shit. Great. Yeah, it's awesome, man. This has been a great fight. Um I mean, a great night, man. I, I loved recapping the event without guests. This was fun. Yeah, it was uh, fun. You know, see blessing and blessing in disguise, Kyle. Never, right. never take the show for granted. Never, <laughs> never. That's take how it goes, right? For granted. Yep. Never take the show for granted. Hey, we oh, didn't. Yeah, we didn't granted. shout out. We didn't shout out any sponsors before we uh, we did this shit tonight. Let's let's just shout them out real quick. Uh, we got next level, uh, su- next level elite, next level subs.com. Go to the next level, uh, next level subs.com slash Mike and Mish. Use the promo code Mish10. Get 10% off your uh, total purchase. You know, buy some supplements, get big, get skinny, get healthy, do all that shit and do it with clean supplements. They've uh, worked really hard to get the best product they can out there. Um, we also have Killfoot Clothing. Of course, Killfoot Clothing is the makers of the Mission Accomplished t-shirt that you see me wearing tonight, which, by the way, if I, I posted a thing today, I don't know if you all saw that, but we're going to do a uh, t-shirt giveaway. What's up? What, why I'm going to say Anthony don't go anywhere. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, and uh, yeah, we're going to do a t-shirt giveaway tomorrow night. Go to the page, check out the rules. All you got to do, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share the link, 
tag five friends and tune in tomorrow night and your name can get pulled for a free Killfoot clothing t-shirt made by it's American made product company owned by veterans ran by veterans those are our boys over there they're fucking awesome and the last uh last sponsor we have is our day one massage therapix go to uh holdinghandsmassage.com if you're a veteran or an active duty soldier you can get a get an appointment with your uh, provider to see jackie and uh if you're not go to massagetherapix.com get yourself an appointment that way she really is one of the best in the business at uh alleviating pain and taking care of you man for real she she can uh find what's wrong with your body and she can fix it i promise you that what's up so Anthony Tambora says, I know you guys are talking about bare knuckle, but what are your thoughts on Maverick on the Maverick Barber fight? And good question, because as we talked about earlier, it's going to come into play when I thought watching the fight that she won. But then I questioned Maverick. Yes, Marita Maverick. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I questioned myself and said, hey, am I being biased because she was on the show so i think i'm being biased maybe but i really thought that she won the fight uh and then i went and i looked at the stats because i saw that her father had posted something and he was pretty upset and i said ah he's a father of course he's going to stick up for his daughter then i went on ufc.com and i looked up the the stats to this fight and i'm going to tell you when you look at the stats to this fight you would think this you would absolutely, without a doubt, think that she won the fight. And I know that sometimes stats don't tell the whole story because it's judged by round and not by total stats. But I'm going to tell you, I originally thought she won by rounds. I thought she won. And then I looked at these stats, and I'm going to tell you, total strikes landed, okay? Miranda Maverick landed more than double Tell me what. than... Macy Barber more than double total strikes. Oh, total strikes landed from Miranda Maverick were 82 of 191, which is 43%, better percentage, too. Macy Barber landed 38 of 117. (laughs) Dude, it was a joke. 32%, 47 significant strikes against 36, and one takedown of one for Maverick, and one of six for Barber. And if you break down by round, First round, 18 to 7, Maverick, 28 to 15, Maverick, 36 to 16, Maverick. Yeah. Dude. It was a joke. It Holy was a, it was shit. an absolute joke. And you want to know how crazy did, did you see the, the I don't know, was I don't know, maybe if this was fake on online, but um did Miranda Maverick go up in the rankings and Macy Barber go down one? Well, let's see. Well, you think the UFC was like, fuck this. She didn't yeah, that no, I do up. think that. I think that the rankings would show. I'll tell you right now because I'm about to bring it right up. <sighs> yeah, man. I, it's it's upsetting when that shit happens because, you know, no matter what, yeah. everybody, they're, they're, they're training so hard for this. You get 15 minutes. You don't have... It, you, you know, you yeah, you can appeal it. Like Joe saying she needs to appeal it, and she, she does need to appeal it. Look at but Howie. Then, Is Howie trolling us right now, Mike? <laughs> yeah, motherfucking Howie, Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, no, I no. Miranda Maverick went down. 
to 14th, and Macy Barber is 13th. So Miranda went down and Macy went Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's one and one. They switched places. Uh, that's fucking bullshit. Then somebody somebody posted some fake shit then. Because I think Miranda Maverick po- actually posted it. Miranda Maverick posted something and it said, well, oh, would you look at that? Oh, would you just look at it? Just look at it, Mike. Yeah. Um, and it had her going up one and Macy Barber down. And I got to tell you, man, it was an absolute robbery. But anyways, um, what do you say we call it a night, bro? We've been yes, talking sir. for an hour and 23 minutes. I think yeah. I thank everybody. A lot of you guys stuck with us through this whole time. We apologize, you know, truly that Misfit and, and uh, AJ couldn't come on tonight. They both had stuff pop up. You know, shit happens. Life happens. And we do have two guests lined up for tomorrow night. And now one of those may have some issues. Re- might have some issues. Like so either way. Tomorrow night, tune in, 9 p.m., Nolan Smith at 9, followed by Taylor Styling at 9.30. Um, T-shirt giveaway, your two favorite guys just bullshitting. And uh, if you guys like this show, guess what? It's a new thing. Wednesdays, after every event, you can catch the Mike and Mish wrap-up. Right, Mike? Yep. Cheers, everybody. Vodka and Red Bull in hand. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night. Peace.